Hello everyone, this is episode 701 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, January 3rd, 2020. I'm your host, Marcus Nez. This is the first episode of the new year, of the new decade, and it's going to be a big, big one. No, it's, it's probably going to be a very small one because... I really haven't played all that much outside of games for Attack the Backlog, and then I've been working on putting uh, together the videos for a few of the episodes and stuff like that, so I haven't played all that much except today I for the first time, and this is what's going to make up the video version of this show, played a few PC games, uh, including Devil Daggers, <laughs> Virtual Tennis 4, which isn't a PC game really, but I booted it up on Steam, played it via games for windows live maybe i got some achievements i don't know and also fear the wolves i believe it's called which is a battle royale game i guess i think it says it's a battle royale game and maybe just no one's playing it because there were like five people in our game and there are wolves in the games you gotta fear the wolves but other than that i played control and finished it and i wrote my script for that and i can talk about that but i guess i'm just gonna go through this list of 50 most anticipated games of 2020 polygons 50 most anticipated games because yeah you know i don't want to look at an entire list and i don't really remember or haven't paid attention to what's coming out in 2020 and i think that's because for me 2020 is just the year of next gen it's the year of the series x and the playstation 5 and you know nintendo releasing more nintendo games whatever but i'm just really excited for series x to get here i'm gonna get on day one no question if it's 600 dollars, i'm gonna be upset but i'm still probably gonna get it and uh, it's in large part because i know i can just replace my xbox with it it'll play all my xbox one games and all the backward compatible 360 and original xbox games and then you know just put it aside my biggest question with that because i i don't know if they've mentioned this is whether or not because if you have the adapter it would uh work on the newer xbox one models if connect for xbox one will work on series x because connect for 360 doesn't work on the xbox one and that's why we've never seen in uh a, a connect only 360 game hit backward compatibility i would still like that to be there just I don't, I don't know even though you wouldn't be able to play it i just kind of like it to show up in my inventory my collection but uh yeah 2020 is clouded for me by the next gen hitting uh, and i'm excited to hear more about it rumors now are saying that series x is going to be more powerful than playstation uh, and playstation will probably be cheaper how those prices check out who knows? I could see Series X being 600, PlayStation 5 being 500, and then Series S or whatever they call it. If they are making a cheaper box, that could be 400. Though I would imagine if they're making a cheaper box, that it would like it, it, it would lose the disk drive, I assume, and the hard drive would be smaller maybe it wouldn't even have an ssd or a very very tiny ssd and then just a you know rinky dinky regular old hard drive but 
I can't see them sacrificing too much power-wise. Or maybe it'll be as powerful as the PlayStation 5 and just remove a few of those things. But, um, yeah, it, none of that matters to me because I'll be getting the Series X. But, uh, yeah, let's look at some of these games uh, and see what stands out. I'm not going to just mention them all, but uh, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, I am excited about because I love Animal Crossing. But the last trailer I saw which I, I think is the last trailer that came out, it, it, there was something about it that didn't get me excited. It kind of, it didn't bum me out, but I just watched it and I'm like, am I over Animal Crossing? Uh, I don't know. Because like, Animal Crossing is a series I like for its gimmick, if you want to call it that. I love the fact that it runs on a 24 hour clock. It runs in real time. I love that about it so that there are things like, oh, you can only get this at 1 to 4 in the morning or, or stuff like that. Or you have an event that happens specifically at this time. It, it makes it feel alive. But I much prefer games that are more fleshed out like Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley. I, I want Animal Crossing to give me more than just, okay, I can decorate my house, which I've never been into. I never cared about that. And I can plant uh, fruit. They don't have vegetables um, or flowers. I can go fishing, collect the old uh, crap on the beach. What are they got? Seashells and get some fossils every night. Like it's just about collecting shit and paying off your debts, and that's fun in a monotonous type of way. Which is something I I'm a fan of monotony, as those who know me should know. But just something about New Horizons hasn't scratched that itch for me yet but i will get it most likely right away on day one because it's the kind of game that would definitely get me to play switch even like i still haven't played pokemon which i got but i got that with my second uh not waiver uh coupon not coupon those two things they gave us the the thing the nintendo thing buy two for a hundred the <laughs> uh, but yeah Animal Crossing is the kind of game you just pick up and play you don't really need to think about it um, it's good for that Cyberpunk 2077 of course looks very nice and gives me a lot of Deus Ex uh, vibes which I, I fucking love that series um, at least I love the first two and I enjoy the third game but the fourth, I think the third was Human Revolution. The fourth was Mankind Divided. I did enjoy Mankind Divided quite a bit, but I didn't love it like the previous games. And I didn't love Human Revolution as much as the previous games either. It definitely lost a bit of its charm or something with uh, going to a new studio and all that, not having Spectre behind it. But um, Cyberpunk 2077 is a game I'd like to check out and hope I get into it in the way I never got into The Witcher, but, or The Witcher 3, I, I beat The Witcher 2. Part of me thinks I should just restart The Witcher 3 and play it on normal or easy or something, because I, I played it on the hardest difficulty, because that was still when I was in more of an achievement hunting mode. And it's not even that I was prone to hunting achievements, but that I figured, okay, if I can do these things at the outset before I start a game, let me just knock these out of the park. Like, why 
waste time playing through this and if I feel like getting all the achievements then I'm going to have to play through it again on hard ugh, I'll just play it on hard now uh, and I have since over the past like I think maybe Witcher and a few other games around that era or, or maybe just The Witcher 3 is what got me to say I'm old now achievements I still like but fucking I don't care enough if it's going to hurt me from playing a game or something or stop me from playing a game then I'll just play it on whatever difficulty I feel like um, and typically unless they do have achievements for difficulty in an open world game I will play it on the easiest difficulty even if the hard difficulty isn't all that hard because for me an open world game is about being in the world and exploring it and finding things and discovering all that kind of jet like I don't care about the combat in a Saints Row game or Crackdown or whatever it is in a Scott like I don't think the Elder Scrolls games have difficulty or, or Fallout I, you know it's based on area and all that but um yeah like uh Just Cause is difficulty I think and like yeah I don't care about that Doom Eternal just makes me think about how I should really go back and play Doom already I never finished it so that that would be a good idea. Dreams is something I'm still optimistic about. I'm not optimistic about it. I'm just curious about it. And I, I assume that it's going to jump up in price uh, when it officially launches with its story mode, which maybe, I don't know. I, don't, I, I keep going back and forth on whether or not I even want to get around messing around with it. Final Fantasy VII Remake, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, Gears Tactics. I am super excited about Gears Tactics. It's still only... Oh, no. Okay, this says it will be on Xbox One as well, April 27th. I am very, 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 very excited about Gears Tactics. I think it has a very good chance of being my favorite Gears of War game because I love that XCOM, XCOM style of game, and I think it looks pretty rad. And hearing that it has a really meaty single-player, just like... I'm excited about it, way more than I have been about the Gears franchise for a long, long time since Gears 2. I, like, I didn't really enjoy Gears 3, finished Gears 4, don't remember a damn thing about it, and then Gears 5 played maybe a half hour, if that, and I got to a point where I think it glitched out, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Ghost of Tsushima, after the last trailer, I'm pretty damn excited about. Uh, Gods of Monsters, which is the... Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild looking ass game from the Assassin's Creed Odyssey team. That looks cool. I'm down for that. I bet it'll be better than Breath of the Wild because I should probably just give Breath of the Wild another shot, shouldn't I? Halo Infinite. Sure. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Last of Us Part 2. After playing Left Behind. Don't care. Uh, oh, Little Nightmares 2, huh? I didn't realize they were making a sequel. I just played through that for Attack the Backlog, and that's going to be the episode for this. I think it's this Sunday that it's going up. I'm not sure. It's all done and wrapped up anyway, so uh, I believe it's coming out this Sunday. And, yeah, I thought that game was all right. You know, this is a solid little platformer with a really great mood and atmosphere and presentation, but overall just wasn't all that interesting in terms of platforming and, like, the puzzle and shit. Microsoft Flight Simulator, yeah. I am, I, 
I, I, I'm just, I'm so unbelievably excited for that. I don't know when it's coming out. I hope. My biggest concern, the thing that I really want, I want them to not make it in. I don't want them to just make it for simulation aspect. Like I want them to have a casual control scheme that works with controllers. I want to be able to play it on my Xbox, and like I just, I want that in part because I would like to play it that way. But I would more so than that really want my dad to be able to play it. And there's no way in hell he'll be able to play it with a keyboard or like any of that kind of shit. So I'm hoping that there is going to be a, a casual type of arcadey, whatever you want to call it, control scheme because it looks fucking gorgeous. I'm curious how the game, like, I'm, I'm curious about the development of the game and like what they're doing with it. Because I'm assuming they're using some kind of like a way to make it so that's like google maps shit because i'm i don't i don't feel like they're just building all this shit that is just like you know taking a bunch of google map data or whatever or what is the what is the big one here microsoft here data uh what else is there here neo 2 i should play neo 1 no more heroes 3 i should play no more heroes 1 i think that was released on playstation 3 then I have to take out the PlayStation 3. Yeah. Or in the Will of the Wisps. I should go back and play Ori in the Blind Forest. That's what I'm seeing a lot of right now. Here are sequels to games I should play instead. Uh, or original games I should play instead. Persona 5 Royal. You know what I think about Persona 5? Fucking put that game on other consoles. Put it on Switch and Xbox. Come on, Sega. You own Atlas. You just brought Yakuza, or you're bringing Yakuza over to Xbox One, bring Persona 5 to Xbox One and the Switch. It's a series that deserves to be in front of as many eyes as possible, even though I was really disappointed by Persona 5. I might check out the Royal at some point, because uh, I think it adds a significant amount of new content, um, but I was disappointed. If it, if it comes out on Xbox I will 100% play through it again because then I'll be getting achievements. Oh, yeah. You know how I talked about how I don't care about achievements? I lied. I still like achievements. <laughs> uh, what the fuck is that? Resident Evil 3 Remake is probably my most anticipated game. Uh, and I just realized because they're putting these in alphabetical order, I'm excited. I'm very cautiously optimistic about it, especially after World Seeker, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that Dragon Ball Z Kakarot will be okay i'm that's all I'm, that's all i want from it i just wanted to be okay world seeker was not even okay it was garbage i just finished wrapping up the the video for that uh putting it all together and exporting it and it's just like just give me an okay action adventure game based on anime it's happened in the past those i think there were two of them maybe there's just the one but i remember the naruto games on the 360 and i'm sure they were on ps3 as well but like that generation, the Naruto games, or two of them, I think the first one was Rise of the Ninja, and then another one was something or other. Uh, they were really fun little action-adventure games. And that's all, I, I don't want fighting games. Fuck fighting games. Fighting games are fine, never mind. I, I, I like fighting games. It's, it's okay that you like fighting games. It's, it's okay. Skatebird, I, I don't understand why people give a shit about it. Um, but maybe you have to play it to get it. Uh, but like, just looking out of this fucking bird on a skateboard, oh, I don't care. Um, Skull and Bones bullshit. I don't buy that. That fucking game exists. Get out of here. 
Don't even put that on here. You lying sexy shit. Spelunky 2. I need to play more Spelunky. You know, I, I dabble in it here and there because uh, it is backward compatible on the one. But the 360 version, the Xbox Live Arcade version, is like I think the only GIMP version, and that it doesn't have like the daily run and maybe some other features, which is a bummer. Um, I know my one good friend, I think, still plays it every day on the Vita. It just does like the daily run. Um, but like when I played, I'm like, I like this. But, you know, I have to keep at it to get accustomed to it and, and learn from it. Because like, it is 100% my kind of game. I just, I don't know why I never got into it. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Sounds, looks really cool. But it also looks very ambitious. And, and the whole thing about like being able to like play as any NPC in the game world. And uh, like how many of them, like, I'm just curious what that means for the game world then. Are there only like 18 type of people? And you're gonna be like, okay, they're like, this this city is full of more teachers than any city in the fucking world, and it's full of this many like all uh, I don't know. But yeah, that's uh, 2020 and what I'm anticipated about maybe I don't know. Uh, so yeah, what I've been playing, not much uh, other than Control. Really, I don't think there's anything else in between the last two episodes. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk about the PC games as well, but Control, spoilers for the Attacks of Backlog episode when it comes out in a few months or so. I fucking love that game so much. Uh, uh, when I finished it, I, I was really hot on it, and I wasn't sure how I was going to feel with a little bit of space, even you know a day's worth of time. And then as more time passed, I realized that I really loved it. And then as I started writing the script, I realized that I really, really loved it. So much so that it is my game of the year for 2019. My game of the year list for 2019 keeps going all over the place. I have six games on the list now, and they keep getting jumbled anytime a new game is played and ends up on my list. So the current standing is Control number one, Resident Evil 2 number two, uh, Slay the Spire number three, Apex number four, in the Streets of Rogue number five, and then number six is a Plague Day. And not only is Control my favorite game of 2019, it is one of my games of the decade. I'm just not sure if it's at the bottom of my top 10 list or if it's in the honorable mentions. I need to think about that. But I know the game that it's going to knock off because as much as I like this game, there's another game in the uh, franchise that I love way, way more. And that like I just put it on as an honorable mention because I did put a lot of time into it and I still do really like it. It's just, you know, controller or this game and the game which I'm on is Skyrim. Skyrim is out of the games of the decade off the honorable mention list in favor of control. Uh, so yeah. Um, uh, yeah, control is just, it's an incredible game. It feels so good. It looks great. I don't know if it's been patched a bunch of times to run really well, but outside of a few seconds near the very end of the game I didn't have any issues with performance on the Xbox One X um, I'm sure if I was playing on an Xbox One S or whatever it'd run like fucking ass um, but I, I loved it I didn't find it all that difficult I know a lot of people especially complained about the last section where you're climbing up to get to the giant orb the, that is the voice in your head or whatever and 
I got through that my first time, and it wasn't even all that difficult, really. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of surprised by that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a very 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 good game. And what surprised me the most is that yeah, it's a lot of fun to play, but the world building is so good, and it has me so excited for what we'll see in the expansions, but more so what we'll see from Remedy in the future. What their next game is. like? I, I don't know what that is. Maybe it'll be Alan Wake 2 since they got the, the rights to that. Was it last year? Um, after paying, what, like two and a half million pounds or something? Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about what the future holds for them. I'm now excited about that Crossfire game or whatever, that I think Chinese Counter-Strike-esque game because I guess Remedy is making the single player for that when they bring it over to the States which I'm very curious to how that's going to look. But, uh, yeah. Control also made me realize that I think Remedy might be my favorite studio because I enjoyed, I, I, I have enjoyed every single game they've put out since Max Payne. And the only game that was uh, that they made prior to that was Death Row, which I've just never played. Maybe I'd really like that, I don't know, but... Since Max Payne, I've enjoyed every single one of their games, and it, outside of one, I've loved all of them. I don't love Quantum Break, I can't say that, but I did really enjoy it. It had a bad ending in, in terms of the, the gameplay, like the boss fight was just a pain in the ass. I did play that on the hardest difficulty, though, so that could be a factor. And the story wasn't all that memorable. I don't remember hating it. Uh, I, I know I don't. Uh, I didn't hate it, but... I still enjoyed playing the majority of that game. I had a lot of fun with it. But Max Payne 1 and 2, Alan Wake, and now Control, I love all of them. And I can't think of another studio where I've enjoyed every single game they've put out. The one that came to mind as the closest potential is Ninja Theory, but I remember not liking Heavenly Sword, so I would like to revisit that at some point, but I have no idea if that'll ever happen. But yeah, I just realized that maybe Remedy is my favorite studio because they fucking make games that are amazing and games that I love. And uh, Control, what Control does, and I get into it in, in way more depth in my uh, Attack the Backlog episode, it's just, I am so excited. Then the PC games, because I, I don't really do New, Year, New Year's resolutions, but I do want to try and play more PC games. Uh, this year because I, I just don't play them in general and part of it is because like I'm always thinking about capture and stuff and I, I don't feel like OBS does an adequate job I think there's something weird in the compression or something that maybe there's a setting that I can adjust but I feel like when I record stuff off my Xbox One with my Elgato that the footage is cleaner and sharper and higher res than when I'm doing off OBS. The setting should be fine, but like, I don't know. Uh, you can tell me if you watch the video version of this, though, when you add on YouTube's shit, they're all gonna look the same, so it probably doesn't really matter in the long run. Uh, it only matters to me when I'm looking at the stuff uh, in its raw footage form. But Devil Daggers, that's a fast-ass game, and it just threw me in there. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know that if I held down the fire button, I could actually just shoot like a machine gun. It seems cool. Uh, you die right away. I, I'm not sure 
I, I think that's just how it works. Like, I, and I don't even know exactly what the point of it is, or if I'm doing things right. Um, I just, I, I go around, these columns come out and spitting a bunch of bullshit at me, and then they got a little red jewel in them, and I shoot the jewel, and then they disintegrate, and the jewel pops out, and I'm like, I'm making jewel. And then I just keep doing that over and over again. And then after a while, then they're like bigger monsters coming at me. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is so fast. Uh, but it, it seemed fun. I only played it for like five minutes, which means I played like 20 rounds of it. <laughs> but uh, I, I like that. And then Virtual Tennis 4. Guess what? Virtual Tennis still fun game. Doesn't look all that great anymore. Uh, the the game's a I it, it still looks fine, but like when you see close-ups of the players, they don't look the best. And it was part of that. The thing that really shows its age is that after maybe like four back and forths, uh, the the characters are just dripping in sweat. It was back in that era when you know sweat was just the hot hot new tech. Uh, like in, I, I still remember in the basketball game, it was just like, oh my god, they're so sweaty. Just like, oh, this is look at look at what we can do now. We can we can make sweat. Let's just have them dripping in sweat. And then, Fear the Wolves is a battle royale game where you, whatever you're trying to kill everyone else. Uh, it put us into squads of two. So I was playing with a random person. We ended up winning thanks to them. Uh, I killed two wolves. I didn't kill another person. And I, I, yeah, it's a battle royale game. First person, I don't think there's a third person perspective. And you go around scavenging for goods. There are wolves in there that will come and attack you and can break down doors, which I didn't know at first. And yeah, pretty basic. Looked all right, seemed fine. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I was just looking for something to play and record. For the video version of this podcast. And I saw Fear the Wolves. I'm like, oh, I haven't played that. I haven't checked that out. But uh, yeah, my, my biggest question is, what is the, the player limit? What's the max player uh, limit for a match? Because we got the option to force a match with, I think, only four people in the lobby. And then we had a fifth or whatever. So there were five people in the game. But that definitely doesn't seem like the the max uh, if it is I, uh, that's a really small ass player pool for a battle royale game but yeah it might not have many people playing it anymore i, I am uh, playing it like whatever i played it at like 11:30 <laughs> on a friday afternoon so that could also be the reason maybe in the evening it's fine but uh yeah that's pretty much all in terms of what I've been playing and all that jazz. Finished The Mandalorian. Loved it. I think the fifth episode was pretty weak, but other than that, I really enjoyed it. I think the sixth episode was a really fun, contained episode. and I love the door scene a lot, but I just think that was a great little contained episode, even though every episode is kind of contained. Uh, I think the opening of episode eight was great. I, I believe it was... Uh, Jason Sudeikis, uh, Sudeikis, whatever, however you pronounce his last name, and the gay guy from Happy Endings, that actor, who's also in Band-Aid, which is a movie I really, really love that I don't think a lot of people saw. Uh, I, I can't remember his name. 
I, I, I feel like it begins with an A, but there are too many actors with A names that I'm just going to say someone else's name. But um, I really like that opening, and I, I ended up really liking the show. It's my second favorite show of the year. Not that I've watched a whole bunch. I think I put The Boys, then The Mandalorian, and then Catastrophe, which I forgot even came out this year. But um, Mandalorian, was, Mandalorian, outside of... KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, is my favorite Star Wars anything. It is my kind of Star Wars thing. Uh, you know, I've never been a huge fan of the movies. I don't hate them. You know, they're they're enjoyable, but they never... I, I, it's not... You know, I'm not going to say, like, oh, it's not... Uh, I didn't grow up with them because I grew up in the, the 80s, so they didn't come out when I was a kid or whatever, but, like, I saw them when I was a kid. And maybe I liked them a lot when I was a kid, but I don't know. I think it's in part that space doesn't interest me all that much like space battles and ships and all like when they're on the ground way more interesting to me like space battles i don't care when ships are flying around shooting like i whatever even like i like i like playing ace combat games but and i like playing the games but watching them and just whatever i don't care about all this anywho that was good did i watch a movie did I watch any movies? No. I started Naruto. Um, I don't know why. I just did. So, um, that's going to happen. Uh, believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Uh, and believe that this episode is over. So, that will do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Krishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora. If you'd like to check out the video version of this here show, or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage and watch them both there. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely weekend Bye. Bye.